The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan. <laughs> I don't know your theme that well. <laughs> See, now, you ha- you understand that we already put the theme song in, in post, so you're just like humming it all over just, again. Just go with it. Okay. I'm Ryan Carell. It's a put pleasure it back in there. to have you here this week. Um, we are here at NAM 2016, chilling in the media room. And I am, I am joined by... Two delightful co-hosts. You've heard them before. We got Evan and Alisa here. Hi, guys. Hi. You guys are based out of L.A., but since I'm here in L.A., I managed to get you down here. And you needed a ride to and from the airport. Yeah, everything's groovy. Yep. Yeah, I really appreciate that, by the way. Thanks very much. Put you up in our loft. Oh, I can't tell you how happy that makes me. But uh, now we're here in the media room. Uh, I don't. I can't believe they gave this podcast media credentials. <laughs> that... Wow, you came in on a media badge. Yes. Behold, my, my media badge. Not a visual medium. That's yeah. amazing. So here, here's the story on how I got media credentials to NAM. Because yes. like my podcast, it's it's growing more than I thought it would, but it's still like not a you know, it's not setting the world on fire. Because of wonderful listeners like you. That's right. Listeners like you. But now I feel like I found the cheat code to get into any convention I want for free for the rest of my life. Right. That's just, right. That's just saying like, oh, I'm media. <laughs> Even though, like, the media is just my, my little podcast. It's my first right to be in your convention. Exactly. The Constitution says I have to be here. <laughs> it's, it's almost kind of hilarious in a sense. In order to get into uh, an incredibly fast, emerging, growing, immersive market like video games. Yeah. Right? You want to get into any of those kinds of conventions, you have to put in recent bylines in the last six months. They track the website's um, click-through rate to see, like, make sure that your website or whatever it is is getting enough clicks. The music industry is like, yo, we need as much publicity as we can yeah. get right I'm now. I'm glad they did not do any of those things oh for me. Oh my gosh, please help. <laughs> please be nice. Please write a blog about us. <laughs> please help. So, we need your help. A couple pieces of housekeeping before we uh, talk a little bit about NAM and how much fun we've had this weekend. A lot of great stuff to talk about for indie artists, but first I want to mention... Finally, my book is out. You have a book! The book is out. You can find it on Amazon, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence, and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. How many times have you said that? Oh, this is the first time I've said it where I actually have a book, though. That's kind of amazing. (laughs) But, like, you go to Amazon, you type in Break the Business, um, because I'm not, you know, you can type in the subtitle, but I know none of y'all remember it. Hold on, I'm going to do that right now and see how far down the list it is. It's probably like on the fourth or fifth page. Check the user reviews. Page, but <laughs> check the user reviews. <laughs> Did you leave a user review for it already? No, but you might find my mom's in there, I bet. She probably left one by now. But yeah, you can get it on Amazon. I, I hope you read it. Let me know what you guys You're think. You're the third one down. Number three when you yeah. type in Break the Business. All right. Not prime eligible, though. Not going to do it. Sorry. Whoa, you're not. <laughs> sure. How is it not prime eligible? I don't know. And I also can't download it to my device. You should be able to. You have a Kindle. 
I don't know. You have Kindle Cloud. Okay. Well, I just I downloaded it to my device. Anyway. Call your publisher. <laughs> um, but uh, if you want to reach the Break the Business podcast, you email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. You, want, you guys want to give out your Twitter? You follow me on Twitter at The Big Tasty. I am at Elisa Rockdock, E-L-I-S-A-R-O-C-K-D-O-C. Yeah. Um, you can rev- uh, check out the podcast at uh, SoundCloud as well as on iTunes. Uh, please send us a rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Our guest coming up in the next segment, um, I'm very wow. excited for this. Is, I'm, I'm so happy for you, the listener, because you get this treat. So before I say who the band is, let me give the backstory on how this band came into my life. You can say the name of the band, doesn't matter. Oh, no, but... but, but the, okay, build. Yeah, it's, it's called Build Up, man. A little presentation. Okay, sorry, sorry, not... yo, so, it's a music podcast. Right. So we're at NAMM. A whole bunch of people in the music industry are here. I could have interviewed literally anybody in the industry this week. If you could get them to talk to you. Well, right. but, you but know, they're all here. You're right. But, but I have media credentials, so they think I'm legitimate. But and, and so I was completely ready to get one of these like significant industry figures for this podcast. But then I'm walking through the lobby of NAM, and I see these seven people who could only be described as the things you would see in your worst nightmare's worst nightmare. They were dressed as these frightening monsters, and they talk like this the whole time. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and, and they're a band. The band is IDSFA. What does it mean? Nobody knows. Okay. I didn't ask. But I'm going to look it up. They're I'm Las Vegas. They, they were voted the number one shock rock band in Las Vegas. And when I saw these wow. guys... I knew I had to have them on my podcast. Forget about interviewing anybody else. I wanted the giant monsters. And so we brought them in here for an interview, which we're going to play in the next segment. But, oh, my goodness, getting them into the media room. Imagine these, like, seven guys dressed as frightening monsters. It's not that it's, like, stuffy in here, but it is more professional than the rest of the I, I cleared out the entire media room. Are you serious? They, they, were, they were making such a ruckus and being <laughs> so loud and obnoxious and amazing, by that the way, that everybody in the media room left, and I regret nothing. They are breaking the business in all sorts of literal and figurative senses. And, you know, uh, if you go on my Twitter, you'll see some pictures of these guys. They it's look amazing. Amazing. Damn, we know what it stands for. Is it? Is it okay? So you know what it stands for. Is yes. it? Is it filthy? We'll we'll reveal it at the it end is, of the show. It's probably one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Okay, I, I, <laughs> maybe uh, lest we get the explicit tag, I'll probably not show. Um, so we're gonna have them on in the next segment, and I promised. I would play one of their songs on the podcast. Oh, fabulous. Um, were, were you able to find one that could clear? Um, yeah. Yeah. You can't understand it. I mean, it's it's what you'd expect it to be. Okay. Um, but, like, I mean, these guys were great the whole time because they stay in character no matter where they go. And when I asked them if, they, if, I, if I could interview them for a podcast, they were, oh, of course. <laughs> and then I said, okay, uh, why don't you guys come down to the media room at 4.15? Do you know where the media room is? Oh, we'll find it. <laughs> this is going to be the best thing I've ever done. And it is. Anyway, so um, for those of you who don't know, NAM is the National Association of Music Manufacturers, and this is their national conference here in Anaheim, California. Every company that makes anything music related is here and it's just been so much fun walking around the conference with you guys and seeing some of the great products that are around uh, 
Do any of you guys have favorite stuff that you've seen? I had a couple. There's one that a uh, guitar pick manufacturer called Gravity Picks, and they've been out for a while. I just have a few friends that are super into them, and I finally got the chance to play with them. And they make them with acrylic instead of like molded plastic. This is really boring unless you're a guitar player. But most <laughs> guitar picks are like um, injection molded plastic, and they use acrylic, and it seems to stay sharper for longer. They're really thick, which I prefer. Um, and they gave me a couple free samples, so props nice. to them. So the other go. thing I saw is I've never seen before, and I can't believe I haven't seen it before, it's all these people do is they make guitar straps called SO straps, ESO straps, and they're contoured to the body like a camera bag or something. Every other guitar strap in the world is straight. And I don't know why nobody's done this yet. If they have, I haven't seen it. You know, but this is the most brilliant thing. They want $60 a piece for them, but they're really nice. So you should check them out, esostraps.com. I'm, I'm begging them to... Uh, to make one in white because I want them in white. Color up by ten of them. It's your aesthetic. Because you got to sort of give them to make it in bulk for it to be worth it for yeah. them. I guess. Oh, I also have a bunch of guitars to put it on. But oh, that's fair point. Yeah, but um, um, they're very cool. But yeah, really. So cool. I mean, for me, guitar. I mean, I'm, I, I don't play nearly to the extent that you do, but. For me, guitar straps are, are much like just really annoying backpack straps. Like, they always feel uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. And so it's nice to they don't have one to. that's like, you know, perfect. And it's got a, a, a sweat-resistant foam in the shoulder, uh, and there's a, a spot to hold your pick right right where it's next to the guitar. It's really slick. I don't know. They, they put a lot of thought into this. It's just a guitar strap. But yeah, really but it, it is just cut in sort of exactly the right way that it kind of hugs your neck. It doesn't cut into your shoulder. Um, I am a smaller individual and guitars are very, very heavy and also tend to be uncomfortable if you are a well-endowed person in your upper torso region. Um, so those straps actually felt really, really good to me too, even though I don't play a lot of guitar. Which it kind of sort of segues into the coolest stuff that I saw. I'm a singer. Uh, for all intents and purposes, people don't even count that as a kind of musician. Um, not, true. <laughs> not true. That's cute. Yeah, we would Thank never you. say that to your face. Right. So, so I'm walking around and like my instrument is literally my throat. And in, unless I'm looking for a microphone or something, there's not too many uh, kinds of toys that I can look at. Uh, so I'm kind of living vicariously through, through Evan at this point. But I just sort of like the idea of we don't want to reinvent the wheel of the guitar. We're just going to make the weirdest version of this thing that already are, exists. Yes, there are a lot of those guys. Like, I saw, I can't even tell you what the name of the instrument was, but it looked like a prototype for something the Star Wars Cantina Band would play. Like, it was straight out of the fifth element. It was right over there, too. It's really close to us right now. I kind of want to go and play it. It looks like an elephant trunk with all sorts of funky light-up buttons. Like and the, uh, the Jewish horn they use? You know what I'm talking about? Totally. No, yeah. No. I think it's called a shofar. It, it looks like a giant cool horn, but it's also like looking, right? it's an iwi. It's an electronic wind instrument. Ah. So, but it's 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 jacked all hell. There's a thousand little buttons on this fucking thing. I don't know. Oh, by the way, I ruined your explicit tag. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Made it nine minutes. <laughs> or hey, let's get a guitar, but let's you know 3D print everything instead of making it out of wood. Or hey, here's a guitar, but let's just try and cut out every single bit of available space. Or make it all out of metal. Make it out of metal. Um, let's make it all out of, like, I don't know, Fisher-Price-looking 
like brightly primary colored plastic. I don't I know. I saw a lot of those. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get weird because we're not necessarily reinventing the wheel. Um, but there were some kind of cool attempts at innovation. And this is my first NAMM show. So after being in the video game industry um, for so long and going to all of those conventions, it was just kind of nice for me to be able to do like a sound of music Julie Andrews twirl around the aisles. Um, it wasn't completely packed. It actually smelled kind of nice. Um, and I was not the only one in the ladies' room. So that was kind of a cool plus. <laughs> it sounds like you've been burned by a lot of comic book conventions. I have been burned by a lot of conventions in my industry. Yes. Also, this is, it's, 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 it's supposed to be industry only. It's not open to the public. That's true. Um, so this is my third name show. The first one... Right when I got to Nam, I had to go to the bathroom. I get my badge and I go inside and I immediately start taking a piss next to Nikki Six from Motley Crue, um, who, by the way, is like five foot one, maybe. Um, wow! Today, did no, not see that coming. Yeah, that he was first, probably wearing glorious platforms. He had platforms. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But um, and he's also the best member of Motley Crue. Um, but so no that's love one for celebrity. No, no love for no, Mick Mars. Mars. not hacking oh, it today. Wow. Okay. But yesterday I saw Stevie Wonder again. I see it every time I come here and I freak out hard. That's the only person I ever freak out over. Maybe if I saw Bill Withers. That's so sweet. But he doesn't do anything music anymore. Um, we saw Kyle Gass too. We saw Kyle Gass. We did that was see cool. Kyle Gass. Kyle Gass so band. Cool. Yeah. And it's kind of weird, right? Because it's it's kind of a cool thing. It's that effect of like, oh, there's a line and the line attracts more people yeah, and it feeds on itself, right? And usually when you go and see the front of this line, sorry, I cut you off, but this is really interesting to me. <laughs> you go to see the front of this line, you're expecting to see some dude with straight black hair and he's got eyeliner and chains. You're like, oh, he was in that band that I don't remember the name of. And and there were two of those guys at the front of the line, which are Kyle Gass's band members, sitting next to this dumpy white bald guy. <laughs> who I was stoked to see. Right, so he's just like chunky. Dude, super happy to be there in like cargo shorts and a t-shirt. Exactly. And, but, but what was awesome was the line of people that were there to see him. Yeah. Like yeah. yes, there were more people to see Steve Vai, but still, good line to see Kyle Gass. People appreciated him, which that is makes nice. Me happy. Yeah. And I, I also like that there was also a really significant line, I think, um, to see a guy, and of course his name escapes me, um, but he's famous on YouTube for making these cover songs and then singing them in about 20 different musical styles and they're all very 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 well done um, and so that kind of points to what I would say is kind of probably what I see as the future of this stuff eventually we're not going to see lines wrapping around for folks like Steve Vai or Pat Metheny or that one dude who was in Slayer that one time um, you'll still see lines for them but it'll just be it's older just, lines Right, you know, but you're going to see maybe some folks like Lindsey Sterling or some of these sort of more popular YouTube stars, maybe even folks that you have interviewed here on this podcast. So it's almost like the fact that I already see this guy in there and he's getting good lines. Oh, they give autographs. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some... IDSFA coming up next. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it sort of gives me gives me hope a little bit. Well, a tide is definitely coming. Um, I'll just say real quick... Uh, uh, Audio Technica had this amazing microphone that I saw. Oh, the broadcast mic. Yeah, BP40. Oh. Um, I, I, I talked just a few words into it with the headphones on. It was like heaven. Um, if anybody is thinking about getting a gift out there for their favorite podcaster and you listeners, uh, Audio Technica BP40 
make me so happy to get and it. It's, it's cheaper than the industry. The industry standards for broadcasts are like a Shure SM7 or an EVRE20, and this comes in about $150, $200 cheaper than either of those. Wow. It sounded so good. And like, good. I was talking into it in a crowded convention hall. I could not hear any background It would noise. be helpful right now. Yes. Well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, wait. Um, but you know, this mic's doing okay, too. Uh, props to Blue Yeti. For, uh, <laughs> so the other thing I saw is throughout this whole convention, I was on the search looking for the smallest ukulele I could find. <laughs> um, I'm a bit of a ukulele freak, and I wanted to find a really, really tiny one. And uh, and who came through? It, I have it I hear Ohana ukuleles. Wanted to give them a shout-out. Ohana for, means family. Well, and it also means that they got Sopranissimo ukuleles. This thing could not have been more than, like, 10 inches long. It's yeah. adorable. It was really cute. Uh, if you check it out on my Twitter, I'm playing it, and I uh, I hope I can get that Price someday, too. Price to be determined. Yeah, they, yeah, would, they would not was, tell me how much it costs. They said it was a prototype. It was a prototype. You got to play a prototype smallest ukulele Yeah, you should have smashed that's it like a ball. That was messed up. <laughs> That's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's made a Hanna-Barbera. He did. Or is that Chuck? What's his name? Oh, no, that's that, that's 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 Hanna-Barbera. It's dated. Yeah, it's super dated. I almost Can't made like a Smothers Brothers reference. reference. No. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> so Nam isn't just about uh, merchandise, although that's obviously the centerpiece. But they National have a lot of great of music merchandise. Yeah. But they have a lot of great conferences here as well, um, just like where you can learn. Discussions. Yeah, panel, a lot Talking of great about panels. The state of the industry. And yeah, and you can learn a lot of great stuff. And I, I, I want to just talk about one guy uh, who did an amazing job, and uh, he shared a lot of great tips for indies that we can uh, share now on this podcast. And I hope to have this guy on soon. He, I gave him my card. He said he'd love to be on sometime. It was Kevin Bruner of CD Baby. Hey. He's one of the vice presidents there. Um, he's we are we are full full disclosure. CD Baby every once in a while sends me like twenty dollar checks in the mail, and those are always nice to get. Oh, they <laughs> distributed your album. Yes, they did. How about that? Yeah, no, the CD Baby's great. They're they're one of the true allies for indie music out indie artists out there. They are they are great. Um, I can I, I say that without reservation. And. Um, Kevin had some fantastic advice for indie artists and how to promote themselves, and I'll just talk a bit about some of the things he said. Um, the first of which being, oh, sorry, somebody clapped and just totally threw me off. <laughs> um, the first thing he talked about was um, how to promote yourself generally, which is one of the big mistakes that indie artists make out there is they'll just repeatedly say, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Every tweet is buy my stuff, buy this, buy this. And what you can't forget when you're marketing yourself as an indie artist is you have to create a story for yourself. Yes. It's all about having a story, having a narrative that people buy into. Yeah, somebody's filming something and I guess they're trying to get the timing. No, no, they're just applauding the really good advice. <laughs> That's exactly right. Way to go, Kevin. Um, in creating that story and um, you know, once you have a narrative that people buy into, then they might actually get interested in you and eventually buy your products. And Many artists might say to themselves, oh, well, I don't have an interesting story. I'm not an interesting person. I'm Make just a one person. up. Right. Make one up. Make one up. Yeah, do it. Do whatever you need to do. Do you have a cat? No, get one. Yeah. <laughs> Take um, mad pictures of it. And sometimes you might actually have a story and not even realize it. Like, he gave an example of somebody who was like, well, I don't have a story. I'm just some teacher who plays music um, at night. What, you're a teacher who plays music at night? That's really interesting. <laughs> 
Like, it's actually a story. That's something that a newspaper or a music blog could turn into a pretty cool article about how by day you're enlightening the minds of tomorrow, by night you're rocking. Like, that's awesome. You're that's rocking. Really cool. um, the other piece of advice that he gave for indie artist promotion, it's something we've talked about on the show in the past, is that it's important to shine a light on others. Mm. Um, when you're on Twitter, you can't just, it's not just about you, you, you. You're a part of a community. It's usually about me, me. Well, well, I mean, when, when you're as awesome as you are, like, that makes sense. But the rest of us have to shine the light on others, Evan, including yourself. For context, Evan is literally wearing a shirt that says, The Living Legend yes, on it. Yes, he is. <laughs> I got so, it at Goodwill. Um, just putting that out there. And, and he said that this was important for two reasons. One, um, if you're only talking about yourself on Twitter, it kind of makes you look like an egomaniac, and people won't appreciate that. Right. And two... When you shine the light on others, um, they'll, people will be more likely to retweet the things that you say. You know, the person that you praise will retweet your comment, and all of a sudden you have a brand new audience. Um, he even told the story of one artist who would uh, do perform. He, he had a residency for a week at a at a small venue in I think it was Portland or something. And every week he had a different artist uh, performing with him at the residency. And instead of saying you know so and so featuring whatever artist he brought, he made the artist he brought the headliner. And then put, you know, also with me. And, you know, and that's how he promoted it on Twitter. And then that made what the artist he was with much more likely to retweet it. And he got all these new fans. Nice. It was a cool idea. Okay. Um, and so Kevin Bruner's great. And I definitely want to have him on the podcast soon. And I think we will. Um, did you guys have similarly enjoyable experiences with panels? Um, well, we learned from you some things you can do at a panel. Maybe we can teach you how to avoid the wrong panels. <laughs> so yes. you, you did not we have a good panel experience. Um, it was... You don't have to say the name. We don't want to burn them. No, 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 I can say that it was interesting, but probably not in the way that they originally intended. <laughs> so, step one, if you're trying to do a really professional panel about the indie artist... Is that this? Yeah, okay, I know. Okay, you're talking about the indie artist. Like, how to make it as an indie artist or something you like that. You could just name it like that. Well, yeah, sure. but, you know, we're not, we're not saying who put it on. It's cool. Okay, that's fine. Um, if, you're, if you're the person putting that panel on... Maybe you should update your website more recently than five years, because because you're you're branded all over this thing. So immediately before the panel starts, we have time waiting in line. So we Google you, we come up with a website that hasn't been updated since 2011. Yeah, there there were some old old posts for sure. There's some old posts, and and it's sort of kind of telling if you are trying to make it as a person in the year of Beyonce 2016. and we are a mobile community. First and foremost, people are more likely to see things on their phones more than maybe a web browser. Site. Right. If your website is not mobile friendly, um, then you lose. Sorry, go home. You automatically lose. If it, if there is a pain point um, where people have to scroll around in order to click on stuff, if things were clearly made with a mouse click in mind. That tells me that maybe you are not necessarily keeping in mind the crowd today and how they consume media. So is that the person that you necessarily want to trust, you know, when they give you advice? (laughs) Right. You know, collecting email addresses on paper, right, and not necessarily asking for social media handles um, or even just saying, hey, people here all around have business cards, drop a business card into a fishbowl, you That's know? better than collecting handwritten. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or, you know, or just putting your, email, putting your Twitter handle out there, say, hey, follow us. 
Right, you know, exactly. Or, or, yeah, tag this hashtag, right. Instagram, whatever this Right, it's handle. like, if you're asking for an email address, then the person is going to view that as, okay, they're going to send me a bunch of spam. Yep. You give them a social media handle, on the other hand, then that's one more person that might follow you. Or maybe that entire company might follow you. And that would seem a lot more attractive to folks. I would much rather have someone follow me and add to my follower account than another email that I have to delete. Well, that's okay, because it'll be forever emailed to my AOL account and never get checked. <laughs> there you because go. that's what they got. And, exactly. that's, and you're going to get a bogus email if you won't really do it like that. Right. And I wasn't thrilled with the content of the panel. I felt like there wasn't a lot of stuff about just... The lack of content. Right. Well, there was like, there wasn't, there, it was there, like all the people on the panel who all were, by the way, like they, the average age of that panel was like, what, 45, you think? They, they were up there in age. Let's not be ages. Well, however. However, a lot of the advice they gave is the advice you would give if you were in your 40s. It was a lot of, you know, it was through the, you know, MTV mindset and, you know, the, the old music model mindset for how to make it as an indie artist. I didn't hear anything about social media. Nope. I didn't hear anything about crowdfunding. I didn't nope. hear anything about, you know, home studios. I didn't hear anything about YouTube. I mean, how can you have a panel... About any music and not mention YouTube. It's moderated by people that got famous before YouTube and yeah. cell phones and everything, right. you know? And so. I think that was also the key is that it was a lot of folks that were successful under the old model. Mm -hmm. And the examples that they consistently brought up of successes were people that were one successes under the record label model that are now independent. That's not the same thing you as just somebody. lost your label deal. Right. Like, that's not the same thing as somebody who's, well, well, that's not the same thing as somebody who's literally starting from scratch right. in the year of Adele 2016. There's a, there's, right. a, there's a difference between being, like, independent and, like, really on your game and hustling and independent because you got dropped by your label. Or just, or just that you got the push start yeah. of being, you know, right. like, so, like somebody got you 80% of the way there already. Right. Because, like, they were telling all these stories about, like, oh, yeah, Carlos Santana, he's independent, and... You know, Metallica's independent now. It's like, yeah, but they, you know, they had, you know, somebody pushing for them for decades. It's easy to be independent now. Bring in the artists, and there are many of them out there, and I've had the pleasure of working with a bunch of them and having them on the podcast who had to start at zero and have made something in their careers. Where are those artists? You should be doing a panel next year. I would love to do the panel next year. <laughs> I, I, uh, I hope, uh, I hope I, I would love to do a panel on them. I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. Um, that would be fabulous. Hashtag Dan 2017. Whoa. And, right. you can, and you can stay at our place. I that Yay! I might enjoy that uh, just as much, if not more. Um, but I'd love to come back every year just to hang out with you guys for no other reason. It's gear fest, bro. Yeah, bro. Guitar <laughs> player, especially. And by then, the uh, that little tiny ukulele that I want might not be a prototype, and I might actually be able to get it. <laughs> but then there might be one smaller. Oh, the sopreni ni 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 si Coming up next on the Break the Business podcast, we have. IDSFA. That's right. That's right. right. Got it. Um, these guys are awesome. You want to stick around for this, um, and then we'll play their song. <laughs> Google and, uh, them, but don't Google the meaning of it unless you have like safe search turned on on your Google enough. images, just just in case. All right, uh, we'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Are you an independent artist looking to promote a recent release or crowdfunding campaign? If so, the Break the Business podcast would love to help you out by giving you a shout-out on the air. Email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com and tell us about yourself and your project. It won't cost you anything. We're just looking for a way to give back to the artistic community that's given us so much. Again, that's breakthebusiness at gmail.com for a free shout-out. Thanks for listening. 
Welcome back to the Break the Business podcast. We are here at NAM 2016 in Anaheim, California, and I am overjoyed to be joined by IDSFA, um, have, who were voted uh, the best shock rock band at the Vegas Rocks Music Awards. And uh, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> what year did you say it was? Uh, what year? This is 2016. Did I say 2015? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Already? So, we finally made it. I should probably explain to the listeners a little bit about you. I'm going to give a quick backstory here, if you don't mind. Um, I had it uh, as a resolution that I was going to interview at least one person here at NAM, And I had my choice of all sorts of, you know, industry professionals who were here talking about all sorts of things. And then I was walking through the hallway, and I saw what can only be described as creatures from my most horrifying nightmares. Thank you. You were all... You were all dressed as the most frightening monsters I've ever seen. And you my saw Justin Bieber here? Dreams <laughs> <laughs> came Miley Cyrus. And, um, and so I knew I had to have you on the podcast, and you guys are all very frighteningly dressed and uh, are just scaring the hell out of me. But it's great to have you. Awesome. Thank you. Good to be here. here. It's good to be okay. here. So um, it's probably obvious from the way you guys are speaking, but uh, why don't you uh, tell the folks a little bit about the music you guys play? Well, we're kind of like a boy band. We were gonna, we were gonna call ourselves NSYNC, but then we decided not to because NSYNC wanted to sue us. Dubstep, baby, dubstep. There you go. Well, we're, in, I guess, in reality, you'd call us kind of like a heavy metal band. We shock rock. Shock rock. They call us shock metal. Shock they call metal. us uh, all kinds of. They call you us asshole music. They call it. I mean, yeah. all kinds. Pedophiles. Of they call us all sorts of names. Um, you guys certainly have a unique sound and a unique presentation. When did you guys start feeling compelled to dress like this for your shows? Dress like what? Yeah. <laughs> we're dressed? We got to wear human skin. That's I thought we was naked. See, we're the normal ones. Yeah. yeah. Fair yeah. enough. I, I set myself up for that. Um, Where'd you come from? Um, you do this for every show. This is this is how you guys look. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, every yes. Show. Well, unless we're naked, then we look slightly different. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair point. Um, so, uh, t- tell me a little bit about like some of the characters I'm seeing. Uh, on my right, I-, I appear to see like some kind of zombie surgeon. Yeah. This, I- this is a Doctor Scum. Doctor Scum. Scum. All right. Doctor Scum. Who do we got here? This is our singer. Uh, knuckle Tooth. Knuckle Tooth. Singer. I can tell. You're, you're, you're clearly the, uh, the the good looks of the band. You got to put the handsome one up front. That's, that oh, makes yes. sense. Um, what, what about you, uh, right oh, in front of me? I'm Travesty. I play the bass, and that's about it, really. Nothing <laughs> special about me. Do a little dancing too. Yeah, I dance a little right. bit. Yeah. How about this gentleman in the back with the I'm chains? This is my twin brother Mortis. Oh, but you we do not have the same mother. The rigor mortis twins. These are the rigor mortis twins. Right. uh, How about you? Uh, My name is Ripcord. I also play guitar, do a little bit of dancing, a little bit of tap. You also. Also, yes. But I drive. And now this guy here with the gas mask. No, don't talk to him. He he doesn't talk. uh, (laughs) That's Scav in the background, and you don't want to get on his good side. Whatever you do. He's the head of the Department of Death. You don't want to mess with him. (laughs) All right. So when you guys do a live show, I imagine. Imagine there's a, a big production element. What are some of the stuff that people get to see when they see uh, IDSFA oh, live? They might see some babies getting shaken, decapitated heads with blood, 
We got a table called the Shocker Table. Yo, we shock people we back shock to life. People. Then we kill them again, then shock them back to life, then kill them again. You shock people. We yeah, shock people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you would think see. there'd be like some kind of liability thing here, but I guess right. uh, you guess you don't worry about that. No, they sign off on that when There's they book no us into a place. We we lit a we, we lit a nightclub on fire a few years ago. We just throw them in the bodies of the basement. Yeah, that, uh, makes perfect sense. <laughs> All right. Um, so um, IDSFA, you guys have a new album coming out later this year, Bodies in the Basement, and um, it's uh, according to your website, it's a multimedia experience. Tell us about that. It's gonna be a full-on production. <laughs> so, Bodies in the Basement is a concept album that will tell a story that has a roughly a 20-minute horror movie that will be broken up into segments in between the songs with a live theatrical production to go along with the storyline. And the storyline will take you through the experiences of one victim that we have chosen and their experience of what it's like to live through our hell. I'm kind of getting, I feel like I'm enjoying some of that right now. A little bit. No, we're being now nice. you know we're what we're doing nice here. <laughs> we're looking for that victim. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, so, with, so what you guys are saying is that your album, it's combining both music and video elements and you know, kind of taking advantage of new media to create something new. And yeah. stage production, And stage too. production that'll actually tell the story as well. Oh, that's truly, truly excellent. Um, and so even though you guys don't look like anything else out that I've seen in music, what you do seem to do are things that other indie artists can embody in some ways. You know, you guys have a creative presentation, you, you find ways to make yourself distinctive in the industry, and you're using new forms of media when you create your content, which um, all artists, whether scary monster or not, I think can uh, abide by. I have no idea what the fuck he just said. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm totally lost. I, I did not hear beer, drugs, or boobies in that. I, None of it. I was waiting for, you know, oh, maybe a discount somewhere. Uh, but yes, I, I, I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I, yeah. So there are, a lot of, there are a lot of indie artists who listen to this podcast, and we like to give them tips on how they can move their careers forward uh, as monstrously successful indie artists as you are. Uh, do you have any tips that you can give to the other indies out there? Yes. Yes, go ahead. Hit the play button. <laughs> that way there's no mistakes. Yeah, you, you don't have to worry about playing anything. And, Just and don't go, pause, play. Don't go tinsy on a cheap CD player because they'll skip in the middle of the show and it then will. they'll know your lip sync in it. Exactly. Wow, you that's to, bad. Wear a, mask, wear a mask if you want to lip sync because yeah. nobody can see your lips. Exactly. Right? That, that helps a lot. You know, Miley, wear a mask. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, and, and any other tips? Social media promotion. Um, you guys uh, do crowdfunding. You have you a great crowdfunding yeah, campaign. We, yes, thank you for saying that. We are doing crowdfunding for people that like this concept. We're fucking broke. So we keep spending all our money on drugs and women, and we can't afford to buy all this shit. So we do have a uh, majority of the songs started in recording. In fact, right now we are handing over two brand new songs off the album that nobody's even heard yet. Brand new, literally. Out of the recording studio yesterday, or two days ago. Two days ago. I can't remember. It's not even mixed. Half of it's backwards. And so uh, your crowdfunding campaign, uh, yes. does it have rewards? It does. You can get uh, copies of uh, the CD when it comes out. There's T-shirts. We got 
all the in, all the things we play on for the recording. Like you can get the guitar strings off the guitar that was recorded. The drum heads autograph. The picks. We uh, our, oh, our, our, the, our latest single that came stuff. out. We actually paid homage to the late Odorous Urungus. Oh, of one, of, one of our idols. Yes. So, kill you so we have a song out called The Genius That Was Odorous. Yes, that's your uh, your single that's out right now. You have a lyric video for it out yes. right now. Yes, there is. Yes. We have 100 exclusively printed CDs for the crowdfunding. They can only be getting through the crowdfunding. You can't buy it anywhere else. You get a signed, numbered, autographed, that was the, the Genius That Was Odorous CD. Yes. We also oh. offer t-shirts sporting the cover of the single. That is on the crowdfunding campaign. So great crowdfunding advice here from IDSFA. Um, when you're coming up with the rewards, it's good to have traditional merchandise, but also mix in there um, creative forms of content as you guys are doing, and uh, give people a piece of the project. As uh, I'm sorry, what was your name? I'm Ripcord. Ripcord was talking about uh, guitar picks, right? Every song that I play, I use a separate, a new guitar pick, and when I'm done, I write the name of the song and the date and you can have that guitar pick that actually played the song in the studio. That's, That's not really crowdfunding. Cool. <laughs> I didn't put that on the crowdfunding. Well, then why do I have all those picks laying around? Well, I'll put it on. You okay, go. you pick your butt with them. Great, great crowdfunding advice. Fans always want a piece of the project. Hey, guys, thanks very, very much for being on the show. Oh, thank and, you. And, and uh, uh, Ripcord just handed me a piece, uh, handed me your album. Do you mind if I play this on the podcast? Two, I think people want to hear it. Two songs off the two new album. Two songs off the new album are on there. No, three songs. Well, well Odorous, is, Odorous is on there. Odorous is on there as well. All yes. right, I think, I think I'm going to put that one out. But um, two songs, and I would just want to tell the bands here. out there, never, ever give up and don't let anybody beat no, you down. No, fucking give up. Fucking give up. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, 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 give up. Give us your money and your gear because we really need it. All right. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, uh, IDSFA. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast, everybody, from NAM 2016. That was IDSFA in all of their glory. Wow. <laughs> you were right. It sounds exactly like you expected. Yes. Um, I, I'm just, I, I'm stunned. I love them. Um, they, like, they literally cleared out the entire media room when they were here because they were so ridiculous. And um, I, I, I want to like make a regular segment with them. I want to have them on like, like have them do their weather or something. Yes, that just, would be amazing. Like just give indie <laughs> artist news with IDSFA. Like they are, I mean, and, and in all seriousness, like they do a lot of things right as indie artists. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they're they're frightening and they're nightmare fuel. But well, they have a gimmick and they're they're consistent with it. Which yes. That's hard to come by, and that's hard to be comfortable in your own shoes in that instance. So the fact that they're that committed to it. Props. Go, go 100%. Go 150% like they are. All right. And so now, as I promised the band, and I can't believe I'm doing this, uh, we are going to play their single, uh, The Genius That Is Odorous. Um, it's, it's tribute to uh, the guy from Guar. Um, it's exactly how you think it sounds like. So I'm telling people now. Um, so we will see you next week. Um, but first, uh, one more uh, shout out to 
please get a copy of my book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence, Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. It's on Amazon. You type in Break the Business. It's right there. It's taken me so long to get this book together. I'm so glad to finally share it with you. And when you give it a read, let me know what you think. Uh, email us, breakthebusiness at gmail.com. And um, before we play the song, you guys told me that you were going we to Googled tell me. It. You yeah, Google what IDSFA it. stands for? Oh, I really know. Oh, God, I'm afraid. Yeah, go ahead and tell me. It, it doesn't, doesn't stand, stand for anything. anything. No way! We'll see you next week on the Break the Business Podcast. No, no, no.
some hard-ass lyrics. <laughs> 